0: Hello everyone, my name is Natalie Lenez, and welcome to my new podcast, Ground Up, where we're going to be talking with some incredible and inspirational people and also having chats with just you and I. On the interview weeks, I'm going to be talking with actors, entrepreneurs, visionaries and more. And they're going to be giving us insight on how they got to where they are. How did they discover their purpose? What habits have they cultivated? And I have a feeling that they've had some trials and tribulations along the way, but they're gonna tell us everything from the ground up. Every other week through your DMs and emails, I'm inviting you to take control of the topic. I'll pick one, I'll research it, and I'll give my perspective on the topics that you care most about. So far, these have included manifesting and vision boarding, acting tips, Morning routine tips, tools that I use to stay motivated and healthy, and even relationship stuff. And of course, this segment had to be called Coffee Chats with Nat. So grab a coffee and join me every Wednesday for a new episode anywhere you get podcasts. Welcome to Ground Up with me, Natalie. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ground Up with Natalie. Today is a chat with Nat episode and it is the first time I'm actually recording in my home instead of at a studio. So if the sound is weird or someone walks in the house or their gardener's outside or a siren, please forgive me. I am trying to figure this out so I can kind of just hop on my couch and chat with you guys instead of having to go to the studio every single time. Um I'm super excited about today's episode because it is about something that I absolutely love, which is entrepreneurship. Um, And pretty much what I'm going to talk about today is how I started my business and how you can start your own business literally today if you wanted to. If that's something that interests you, if entrepreneurship is something that you've thought about and you've wanted to be your own boss and create your own company, um, so I feel like there's like three types of people that are going to listen to this. Someone who already has an idea and they want to create a business out of it. Someone who has no idea what they want to do, but they know they want to be their own boss and create a business. Or someone who just listens to the chat with Nats to get inspired. You guys are my favorite. No, I'm just kidding. I love all of you. Um. So yeah, I want to start by sharing how I started my business and how the idea came about because I feel like that's something that isn't as talked about, right? Like you see someone's business flourish and you're like, how did you even think to do that, right? Uber or Postmates or I mean, these are like the greats, but and a lot of times the definition of entrepreneurship is solving a problem. So a lot of times these people were trying to solve a problem in their own life, right? The woman, I think her name's Allison Ellingsworth or something, she created Poppy, that new soda probiotic drink, and she created it out of a need for something super tasty, super bubbly that wasn't soda that was good for her stomach because she had stomach issues. So she was like, I want something that's for me and I don't want to have to drink a Coca-Cola to get like a yummy bubbly drink. So she created Poppy, which obviously is now a huge, 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 multi-million-dollar company, and she went on Shark Tank and won Shark Tank and um, got someone to make a deal with her. All of that, and it all started with a problem, and that's how my my business started as well. It started with a problem that I was having that I was looking for, and so I created it myself. So maybe that's something that you are going to get inspired to create your business by, or simply it's a hobby that you have and you want to start monetizing from it. So. How my business idea came about when the seed was planted and what actually propelled me to start my business was a need for some structure in my life. Um, If you don't know this about me already, I'm an actor and I've wanted to be since I was like six years old and I wasn't able to fully pursue my dream until my teenage years when I got my driver's license and I was able to come up to LA and drive to auditions and all of that stuff. So I was pursuing a career in acting and that could be a very, uh, taxing career, very lonely, very, um, you know, you don't make a lot of money in the beginning, stuff like that. So after 300 auditions, I finally booked my first role on a freeform series called Siren. And I flew to Vancouver, Canada for eight months back and forth, flying, flying, flying. And it was so much fun. Loved it, loved it, loved it. But during this time, I had so much time off because I wasn't the lead of the show. I was something called a recurring guest star. So they would fly me back and forth. And, you know, looking back, now we just had this huge SAG-AFTRA strike. So we're getting some, you know, we got a lot of wage increases that were much needed. But five years ago when I was on this show, I was literally making pennies. Like not that much. Still grateful. You know, you have to start somewhere. It was an amazing first show for me to start truly, truly, truly. Um, But I wasn't making a lot of money. This is all going into the point of how I started my business. So I'm in Vancouver in my hotel room. And I mean, I would have like nine days off and then I would work one day on set. And that's a lot of time by yourself as like a 23 year old trying to like figure herself out, still excited about booking, but also like, wow, I'm not, this isn't what I thought it would be, you know? So I'm there and I'm gravitating towards self-help books because I'm like I need to figure myself out you know I'm like what do I really want to do what what inspires me so I gravitate toward these books and I find out that all of these people that inspired me they had one thing in common which was a morning routine it was weird like Kobe Bryant Oprah Tom Ford Um, Mel Robbins, all of these people, they would talk about morning routines and how it's led to their most successful endeavors and all this stuff. So I started doing a deep dive into morning routines and then I started my very own morning routine of just kind of like waking up every day and, you know, having like the first hour to myself, whether it's listening to a podcast or reading or meditating. So this is where my idea came from. So remember, some of your best ideas are going to come from your lowest points. And it's up to you to be able to sit down in that boredom and listen to what the universe or your intuition has in store for you and to take action on that. So something that occurs a lot today is that in every single moment that we feel a little bit of uncomfortability, we grab our phones to soothe that, you know, with either Instagram or even if it's calling a friend or going on TikTok any sort of social media you name it the list goes on and on so what i found is that the power lies in these moments of uncertainty and i was feeling that because i was actually doing this morning routine which was this time where i wouldn't go on my phone i wouldn't do anything and i was like wow this is powerful like i'm i'm having all of these ideas and i'm actually able to write them down and so I started doing this and realizing that there's something, there's something here, you know, there's something going on with this morning routine thing. So I went on a hunt for the perfect morning routine. I started Googling, you know, morning routine of high performance peoples and like actually reading about, because there's a lot of articles out there. I remember Tom Ford has a really life-changing one. You should look it up. He like wakes up at like 4 a.m. and like swims and then meditates and then writes and, um, you know, and then there's like a headline, Barack Obama's healthy morning routine. And then it's all followed by scientific studies of how effective a morning routine could actually be. And I love when science backs up something like mindfulness, you know, because how could you really prove that something like a mindful morning routine is helpful? So I saw all these scientific facts of how helpful it was and life-changing it could be. And so here's where my idea came from. I thought, okay, this has helped me already, right? I'm doing a morning routine for like a month after this. And this is 2019, like the end of 2019. And I was like, okay, what can I do to create my own morning routine? Because I looked up and unbeknownst to me, there's like all these morning routine journals out there and stuff like that. So I like, I bought like four. I remember I was like trying to figure out which one would be best for me. And they were all super long and confusing and like a lot of writing or they were too short. And I was like, okay, I'm writing down three things I'm grateful for, like this isn't helping me. So I took a journal, like a blank journal and I sat there and I was like, okay, after all this research I've done of these high performers with and these monks with these morning routines, let me take each thing that they did and write it down on a piece of paper, right? Because some people did prayer. Some people did something artistic. Some people went on a walk. Some people um, wrote down stream of conscious. So what I came up with is that mindfulness is one of the most important things, okay? So meditation, right? Sitting down for just a few minutes and like taking a deep breath. If you think about it, when is the last time you went there and you went – And that was just one breath and that took like 10 seconds. And when was the last time you consciously sat there and took a breath? So this idea of doing a 20 minute meditation isn't even necessary. Like, do I want you to do a 20 minute meditation? Yes, because I do it and I believe that it's extremely helpful. But do I think that everyone in the world is going to sit down and do a 20 minute meditation? No. Do I think that we can all benefit from consciously breathing and taking some moments in our morning to be mindful and think to ourselves, wow, I'm alive. I'm here. This is great. Like I'm breathing. It calms the nervous system. All of these beneficial things that come from just simply taking deep breaths. So the first thing I wrote down was meditate or mindfulness. And then another thing that a lot of these people did, it was in Oprah's, was affirmations, right? Reprogramming our subconscious mind to believe positive things about ourselves. So I'm sure you've all seen the, the sticky notes on the mirror where it's like, I am beautiful, I am powerful, I am a boss-ass bitch, whatever that is. That's real. That is real. Like talking to yourself in a positive way versus every single day, you know, oh, I'm, I'm so unmotivated, I'm, I don't like my body. I, these are okay things to feel 100%. But if we can take a little bit of control and go, you know what? Here are the positive things about me, regardless of those negative things. And I'm going to write three of them every single day. I'm going to write things that I'm either going to manifest or that I already am. Regardless, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write down three affirmations. Okay, so I have my my piece of paper in front of me and I go, all right, affirmations is one of those things. And then I'm sitting there and I go, okay, goal setting. Like I love setting goals. I know all these high performance." high performers are setting goals every single day. I'm going to set three goals. And then I remember reading about Dr. Wayne Dyer's power of intention. And I was like, okay, intentions, like being intentional about my day. So I crossed out goals and I wrote intentions. All right, intentions. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to write down three intentions for my day, my week, my life. It doesn't matter how big or small. I'm just going to write them down. All right. Then I'm on the same piece of paper and I wrote gratitude obviously, all of the science that backs a healthy, grateful life. You can't be grateful and angry simultaneously. You can only be one or the other. If you choose gratitude over, you know, selfishness, you're going to, it's going to excel feeling selfish and it's going to trump it, and you're going to feel grateful instead. So I'm like, okay, waking up every morning stating three things I'm grateful for, whether that's being healthy, my family being there for me, or making this cup of coffee, sleeping in a nice bed, the job opportunity I got, the woman that held the door for me yesterday, anything. Just simply a happy little list of three things that you're grateful for. So now I have M-A-I-G on this piece of paper. I have meditation, affirmations, I wrote intentions, and I wrote gratitude. And I switched the words and I was like M-A-G-I, Maggie. Maggie and I remember thinking in this moment. So I was like, okay, something's here. This is really cool, Maggie. And I was like, I was like, I wish my name was Maggie. Then I could just create a brand called Maggie, and this could be it: meditation, affirmations, gratitude, intentions, and it's just the name of this morning routine that I'm going to develop. So I call my friend and I was like, Hey, it came up with this great idea, Maggie. Um, what do you think of it? And she's like, That's amazing. And she was like, why don't you put a C on the end because you're obsessed with coffee and call it magic? And I was like, oh my God, Levin, you're a genius. Thank you so much. Hang up the phone, go back to the piece of paper, write down magic, meditation, affirmations, gratitude, intentions, and coffee. And I'm like, this this is it. Like, because I took the time each morning and let the universe whisper this beautiful idea into my ear, I need, to, I need to take that and grasp it and do something with it. And the truth is, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. This idea could have been whispered to so many other people, but they just didn't act upon it, which is fine. Like things are being introduced to you every single day. The problem is these days we're so freaking distracted all the time that we just, we walk by million dollar ideas all day or we bypass them, or we surpass them, or we don't feel like we, you know, have the audacity to um, take action on making them come to fruition. So this idea came to me, and I was like, all right, this is something. So I created an Instagram page for it first, first and foremost. This was what I did. I don't think that you need to do this now, actually. I think you should do something different, which I'll get to in a minute. So Create an Instagram page for it and I I start writing it on lined pieces of paper. M-A-G-I-C vertically down. And I start posting it and everything. And people are like, this is amazing. I really love this. I've been actually doing it all week after you posted it. And it's really helpful. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. So I of course had the idea to, you know, bound this into like a journal and create a method. And so everything didn't come to me at once. So I wasn't like, okay, I want to create a brand and a community and I want the journal to be pink and I want to, you know, gear it towards women and I want to help empower women to take control of their life and all this stuff. No, I just simply thought this is a fun idea. Let's see where it goes. So now I'm like sitting on the idea, right? Which we all do. I was just like, okay, that was fun, but I'm not going to like spend a bunch of money creating this right now, like, you know, So this one girlfriend of mine sends me a TikTok video and she goes, isn't this the method that you created? Magic, meditation after me. And I click on the video and this girl had posted a TikTok and she said, hey guys, here's the morning routine that changed my life. Um, It's called Magic Mornings and uh, she like spelled out the acronym and she didn't like tag my, because I did have an Instagram page. She didn't tag it or anything and she didn't mean anything by it. But I saw that and I went, oh my God, Natalie, you came up with a genius idea and you need to trademark it right now. So that night on LegalZoom, I trademarked Magic Mornings right away. And it really lit a fire under my ass in general where I was like, okay, this is something that people like, right? Because no matter what, if you come up with a product and there's no market for it, then it's not gonna go anywhere. You have to figure out like if you have a community that will respond to it and I clearly did at this point, and I wasn't even pushing it yet. So ever since then, I started creating the the journal. So now we're in 2020, and of course lockdown happens, and I have so much time on my hands. So I am literally creating this journal every single day. The copy inside the, the designs, and I'm not creating the de- designs. I'm hiring, like, a graphic designer. I'm finally, like, jumping all in. I'm like, all right, I, I'm auditioning for roles. I've booked a couple things here and there. I'm booking commercials. I'm making a little bit of money. You know, like, I have money that's coming in that isn't just for rent. So any extra money I get, I'm spending on this business. I'm making, like, calls to friends for favors, and I'm also hiring out, like, a graphic designer. So, and... And this is all from the ground up. So I don't know what I'm doing. Like looking back, and these are the tips I'm going to give you now from what I've learned, I should have really cultivated a community for magic before going in and like creating the journal and buying a bunch of hard copies of the journal and marketing out on Facebook ads to a, a customer base that I didn't even know like what their demographic was and what their age was and what they liked, okay? So we'll get to that. Okay, really quick though, I wanted to share something that my boyfriend and I were talking about the other day about social media. So I've been having a lot of time off because SAG was on strike and I literally had six months off of work completely. And so my boyfriend was working. Obviously, he's, he works in advertising, so his business was still going and I would be home all day, every day, like by myself, on social media. And he would get home and I would be like, babe, I feel so unmotivated, uninspired, exhausted, drained, like I'm losing brain cells. And he's like, why? What's happening? And I'm like, I'm spending all day scrolling on social media. And so we sat down and talked for like two hours. Okay. And he's a little bit older than me, so he didn't grow up with social media. And he had a lot of cool perspectives on it that I... I, a lot of nuggets that I took from it that I wanted to share and it has, it ties in with entrepreneurship. So, and I'm just going to tell you one thing that stuck out to me. So he said, he said, look at your favorite entrepreneurs or artists or athletes. Okay. Super successful people that I look up to because I'm super into high performers. Like I just am. It, it intrigues me. Like what motivates you to continue to keep going and build this multimillion dollar business. Okay. So he goes, who's someone that inspires you? And I was like, hmm. I was like, Sarah Blakely, the creator of Spanx. I think the first woman, is she a billionaire? I don't know. She's broken a bunch of records, okay? She's amazing. And he said, okay, great. When she started Spanx, was she waking up, going on Instagram, finding a trending sound and making up a dance to it, even if it was associated with her business? In the beginning of her business days, was she doing that? And I was like, absolutely not. And he's like, okay, okay. He's like, who else? I was like, fuck it, Taylor Swift. I'm obsessed with her. He's like, okay, okay. In the beginning of her career, was she waking up, going on Instagram, looking at trending sounds, and then writing her music? Or going on Instagram, scrolling, and then getting inspired and writing her music? And I was like, absolutely not. No, she was waking up, pen to paper, focused, sitting there, thinking, letting the uncomfortability, the boredom of stale air to inspire her, period. And he's like, okay. And he just stopped. He's like, just a little food for thought. I was just wondering. And it freaking inspired the crap out of me. I was like, what am I doing waking up thinking that I need to figure out how to make a reel for the magic journals. What I need to be doing is creating a solid found, continuing to create a solid foundation of who my community is, like who am I talking to, building the foundation of the back end of the website, building the foundation of the Google AdWords, SEO, how are people going to find us, you know, and to do these things because I don't have a bunch of funding to fund it. I need to figure out and learn how to do these on my own. I need to get on YouTube or listen to a podcast or simply sit there and write stream of conscious some ideas that I have for the brand. And what I was doing instead was trying to find my inspiration by logging onto Instagram, when in reality, I should be off Instagram using my own, my own self and mind who created the business to begin to come up with these ideas and so ever since we had that conversation I've been really trying to not go to Instagram to look for inspiration but instead come up with the ideas through meditation or mindfulness um, through a walk outside through reading a great book or listening to a great podcast or listening to a great keynote and then flushing out my ideas and then maybe being like, okay, cool. I want to schedule out this amount of content because my goal is to, you know, garner views, which leads to sales, right? Very intentional and specific because what I was doing was just logging on being like, oh, there's this new Christmas trending sound. Like I'm going to get on that and make a, a stupid video. Like, let's be honest, a stupid freaking video that isn't giving any value. So that was a little tippity tip. Um, like when you're looking for this business idea, if you haven't yet come up with it, you don't start on Instagram to create your idea. You create your idea first and then bring it to Instagram. And Instagram shouldn't even be your first, your first thing that you go to. Create the handle so it doesn't get taken. But I feel like we can get so overwhelmed with creating Instagram content, whereas you need to figure out your idea first, which leads me into the next part of this episode, okay? So here are five things that you should do to start your business. Number one, come up with your idea. Come up with your concrete idea, okay? If you already have one, that's something that looks like You love to make ceramics and now you want to create a business out of it or you want to start a life coaching business or you want to create a course on something that you're good at. Okay, so come up with your idea. For me, I shared my story of how I came up with magic and once I figured out that was it, but you saw that like before I came up with the idea, I was already taking time to myself every single morning to sit down and be able to garner fresh perspectives and thoughts and, and go on walks and look at nature. And, and that's really what inspires you. So if you don't have an idea yet, start doing things like that and jot some, jot anything down that inspires you right, you know, write in the mornings or I'll, I have so many great book recommendations. Um, I'll put like five really good ones in the show notes here. And they're also on my Amazon storefront, but books are what inspired me to create magic, to keep going with magic. It's so much different than than quote unquote getting inspired by like scrolling on Instagram, okay? So step number one is come up with your idea. And if you already have it, great. I want you to write that idea out and I want you already planted the seed, okay? I want you to write it out every single day what that idea is and continue to flush it out, flush it out, flush it out. Now, if you're someone who has already had the idea and you've been sitting on it, and there's so much that you need to get done that it feels so overwhelming that you can't even start, this next tip is for you. So the second thing that you need to do to start a business is create a list of steps that you need to take to make the business happen from small to big, okay? So what I would suggest is instead of doing an overwhelming like numbered or bulleted list, Right stream of conscious right now after this podcast episode, write out no unapologetically, no shame what you want this business to look like, what your idea is, okay? If you are really into books and you've been wanting to open a bookstore or you wanted to create a curated book list online to co- create a community that comes to your website, to get book recommendations on all sorts of different topics. I want you to open a Google Doc or a Word Doc on your computer or if you like to write pen to paper, that's awesome. I'm, I'm that girl. I love writing pen to paper. You need to get that out and zero fucks given, write down your dreams and aspirations for this business. Sky is the limit. There, there is no limit. The universe, the galaxy, the world is your oyster. What does that look like? Okay. I'll tell you what mine is. I'll tell you right now. I'm going to start manifesting right here on this podcast. I want to create magic 2.0 journal. Okay. I created the first one. I love it. It's great. It's in a few stores. We've sold a bunch of them, but I want a new sheaker version. Okay. I've changed since I created magic 1.0 and I want to now change the 1.0 into 2.0. I have a lot of visions for it. And I want it, so I would get my pen and paper out and I would be like, or my Google Doc and I would be like, I want to create a beautiful, chic, aesthetic, Magic 2.0 journal and everyone is going to love it. Free People is going to buy it. Urban Outfitters is going to buy it. It's going to sell it in stores across the country. It's going to sell so much that I'm going to be able to donate so many journals to high schools across the country because that is our, our mission right now. We are a buy one, give one company right now. Even like if you were to sign off right now and buy a magic journal, I would be donating one to a high school student focusing on under-resourced communities. That is our whole thing, to integrate these wellness tools into schools across the country. So I would write this down and I would say, the brand is super flushed out and it's beautiful and aesthetic and it's inspiring and it scales. It's a scaling business and I have a team under me and... Um, the journal itself is life-changing. It's 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 affordable for people, it's beautiful, and we have more products, right? Now we're going to the sky's the limit. We have affirmation decks and they all are cohesive with each other. And I speak to schools about the importance of health and wellness, and I speak on stages and did it okay, right? Like that's what you're gonna write. Everything that you want this to be. And watch your mind go. And this is going to inspire you in general because you're going to get off, the, get off that, that stream of conscious and you're going to go, "Ooh, I just came up with this idea for my idea, like an idea of something that I can start right now. Okay, I can create a, an email list and I could just start sending the book recommendations for my online book library you know, business that we were talking about earlier, like, and if I can garner some email contacts, then that can start the base and the community and the foundation of this business I want to start. And guess what? If that part fails, which an email list can't fail, literally people just unsubscribe, but if that part doesn't, then that's okay. But you have to start at some level, start failing, right? If you mess up on the and you don't stay consistent with it, or you send your first email out and there's a bunch of typos, or nobody signs up for your email list, that's okay. You got it. That's what I did. I started this Instagram. I'm like, yeah, I got a couple friends that were like starting to do magic. And then there's that girl that made that TikTok, but it was not overnight garnered community. It was like every day, step by step by step. One of my favorite quotes is Bill Gates, and he says, People often overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade, right? You don't need to create a multi-million dollar business by the end of this year that you're listening to this episode at all. You don't even need to have 500 followers on Instagram. You don't even need to sell a hundred of the products that you're wanting to sell. You don't even need to garner a hundred Don't get paralyzed and not take action because you are overestimating what you can get done in just 365 days. Every day you're going to chip away and within a decade, you're going to look back and go, holy shit, I didn't stop and I just built a damn cool business and now I don't have to work for anyone and my dream of entrepreneurship came true. They say it takes 10 years to be successful in any given field. With acting, that is the bare minimum a decade to become successful. It took me 10 – well, first of all, I'm still pursuing it. If you know anything about me, I'm still auditioning every single week. Uh, So that never stops. With entrepreneurship, I listen to a lot of successful entrepreneurs, and their ground-up stories are so freaking cool and insane. Like, they started – you know, with nothing in the apartment, bottling their kombucha and this, that, the other. And then 10 years later, Whole Foods picked them up. 10 years later. So don't don't quit before you even start. Okay. Number three, after you've done your stream of conscious, after you've made some sort of list, of steps that you can take and start checking off, right? Whether you're like, oh, I need a trademark it. That will be a good thing to check off the list. Oh, I need to create 10 ceramic mugs and photograph them and create the Etsy page. That's where I'm going to start, okay? So after you've created this list of to-dos in a way, you need to start building your community. And this is something that I wish that I did from the very beginning and really harnessed a, you know, these brands that have cult followings. Like, I'm not saying that I, you know, cult has like a negative connotation, but it's true. Like, look at um, when Sofia Amoruso started her business, Nasty Gal. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but she started her business from eBay, built it out of the trunk of her car, turned into a multi-million dollar business. And that community I was a part of. I was obsessed with Nasty Gal. I would buy anything that they posted on their e-commerce site. It was huge. Die hard like, oh, they just sent an email out. This sale is going on or the sale isn't going on. I'm still buying from it, right? So garnering that community is everything. And let me tell you right now, whatever business idea you come up with, there is a community for it. There are 8 billion people in this world. And you're telling me you can't get 100,000 people to buy your $30 product. What's 100,000 times 30? Mm, 3 million? I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, you got to start. It's like thinking big and thinking small at the same time. So cultivate that community. Find the person that's going to buy your product, buy your course, and, and bring them in. Hey, Follow my Instagram. I think you'll really like this. I think it'll be helpful. Or, hey, I created this free 10 page guide on let's go back to the book recommend, the book, uh, the library concept. Okay. You have this website with a bunch of book recommendations for people, and you're monetizing off this website. Hey, are you interested in specific book recommendations for spirituality? Well, I have a whole list right here on my website you give me your email, I will send you a free guide that I created about, you know, the 10 best authors. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not a book like master, but something where you're giving value and creating a community that is going to follow you until the end. And there's going to be people that be people that drop off, people unsubscribe from magic newsletters. Okay. They're super into it from the beginning, and now they don't need the journal anymore because all their wishes came true, Woo, which is my goal from the beginning. All right, so number three is start building your community. Again, you can do that on Instagram. You can create a Facebook page. Start talking to the people that are going to be interested in you and your product, and you unapologetically talk to them, okay? There is someone out there that is in need of your service, your brand, your product period. You are unique. You are special. And the special sauce that you bring to your idea, your brand is going to resonate with someone. Number four, don't give up. Embrace the highs, embrace the lows because they're going to happen. I want to say something. If you have a normal job that is going to provide for your dream, which is that of starting a business that's, that's normal and that's okay. Like on your days off is when you should be doing something like checking off those things on the list, whether it's building the email list or trademarking or getting on camp and starting your designs. You don't need to be overwhelmed with this idea of like, ah, how do I quit my job so I can do this? Like, no, figure out a schedule that works for you, that doesn't make you feel stressed out, but where you're still getting something out of it. If you're working a nine-to-five job that's draining you, reward yourself by by being like, okay, I'm off at five tonight from six to 8 p.m. I'm going to run a bath and I'm going to read this book on this entrepreneur that I love. And that is me checking off a to-do on my list of things that I need to get done to build this business. That's research. On the weekend, I'm going to do this. So so don't give up. Like, And if there comes a point where you fall off, by the way, completely normal and okay. To shelve your project is okay. If you're really not feeling inspired and you're like, you know what, I need to take some time off. I want to go on vacation. I want to focus on my family. I want to focus on self-care. I want to focus on my nine-to-five job, whatever that is. That's okay too. The work that you've done up to that point is not going anywhere. Just because you shelved your passion project that you want to turn into a business, it doesn't mean that it's dead in the water, that it's gone. I'll tell you a story right now magic. Like, I started in 2020. In 2023, the beginning of this year, right now we're in November when I'm recording this podcast episode, November 2023. In February of 2023, so seven months ago, I, I wasn't feeling it. I was like, you know what? I'm spending so much time, money and effort on this business and there's no gains at this point. Okay. I'm not getting feedback from people. I'm not monetizing. I'm, I'm still at a net loss. Like what is the give here? And I said, I, I'm going to stop for a little bit. I'm going to stop sending emails. I'm stop. going to stop posting on Instagram and I'm going to, Refigure out what inspired me in the first place. And I'm gonna take a break, quite frankly. And I did. And guess what? I am back better than ever. No one knew that I took a break. No one was like, hey, saw you quit magic and stop doing it. Looks like that product is like shit now. No, I came back. I sent an email to my subscribers that was like, hey, everything is 30% off. I got like four sales. Boom, I'm back. You know what I mean? Posted on Instagram no one knows I left. No one cares. Everyone only cares about themselves. So that was like a really good lesson to me. Like if you fall off the wagon, you can just get back on at any given moment. So if, if you started a project four years ago and you've been thinking about it in the back of your head and you want to start it again and you listen to this podcast and you're like, you know what? I have some ideas. I have some tools now that can help me. There you go. Get back on. Start it up. Again, 8 billion people in the world and counting. Like there's going to be people out there for your project, for your product. And if it makes you happy to continue to pursue it, then don't quit. Embrace the waves. There are highs, there are lows. And honestly, the median, the in-between is kind of where, where you want to live. You don't want to get too, too high and you don't want to get too, too low. For me, at least. I like kind of staying stoic in the middle. That's where I find my my happy medium, and where I find the most um, motivation to be productive. Number five is tell people, tell your friends and family about this business idea because you're going to need some support and love from people that love you. You're going to need that. And if someone loves you, they're going to support you, whether they – Like your idea or not. Do you know what I mean? So, like I said, 8 billion people, there's going to be, there's 100% going to be a large amount of people that are going to like you, your product, your service. But you need people surrounding you that can keep you going on a day to day basis. So, if you have a partner or a cousin or a parent or a best friend, call them and say, Hey, I'm going to start on this endeavor and I'm going to need your support. I'm going to need you to uplift me when I feel like everything's going wrong. I'm gonna need you to tell me it's gonna be okay when I just spent fifteen hundred dollars on a graphic designer that I frankly can't afford, but I'm really excited about, but I'm also really nervous about, but I'm anxious about. I'm gonna need you to be like, hey, look, you did the right thing, and no matter what, you're gonna get a good product out of that experience and a good learning lesson. Those are the people that are gonna keep you up through these highs and lows. Okay. And don't, don't underestimate the power of that like that's what's helped me keep afloat is having a uh, a mom that i know could call that i could call at any given moment and be like hey you know this is what's going on she's like remember she remember 2 months ago when this happened with that and it, she puts it into perspective for me and i'm like oh you're right like this actually isn't a big deal so surround yourself with people who can uplift you and inspire you to keep going. And you're going to need someone to buy your first product. Like when I launched Magic on eleven eleven twenty twenty, 2020 I launched the website, right? And I'm like, the journal is live. like, And it was just pre-order. So you can't even get the journal right away. You had to like pre-order it first because I was still getting my shipment made, which is a whole other thing. Um, and my first 20 orders were from family members. Mm-hmm. But you best believe that, that I was elated from, those, from that Shopify noise going, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And it's what helped me go for like three weeks after that. I was like, I got enough, you know, vibration and momentum from just that excitement. Um, and of course, I got organic sales as well. But you, you want someone who's going to download your guide and, and take your course and give you feedback on it, okay? So these ideas that you have right now, the ones that you're going to get off this podcast episode and you're going to go write your stream of conscious. After you do that, call someone and say, Hey, I'm, I think I'm going to start this and I'm going to need your support. And people that love you are going to support you no matter what. Okay. So those are five tips to starting a business today, literally today. Um, As always, guys, I hope this was helpful and thank you so much for listening. And if it was helpful and you made it to this point of the episode, that means that it was so helpful for you. And so I would love if you can rate and review this podcast on Spotify and or Apple Music. Um, We're also on YouTube, Ground Up With Natalie, Instagram, Ground Up With Natalie. And of course, if you guys want to check out the Magic Journal, you do get 20% off. The code is in the show notes. But if you want to change your life by starting every single morning with some mindfulness and some intention setting and gratitude and affirmations, check out the magic journal. Truly, it, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, have created it, let alone be doing it for the last three years if it wasn't truly life-changing and if I don't think that it has contributed to making my dreams come true. So Definitely check out the Magic Journal. We also have a free guide on our website, mymagicmornings.com, that you can download today. And tune in next week for another episode of Ground Up with Natalie. Thank you.